Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. You guys, we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. 
remove yourself for whatever short amount of time, something clicks and it, it just, it shifts from, I want to get out of this to like, okay, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm really grateful. I'm really present. I've worked really hard to be here and I deserve to take this little break or do whatever it is I'm doing for myself. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, it means the world to me that you found this podcast. And I hope that you love this conversation. My guest today is Jen Proctor. She is the founder and CEO of Cultivated Entertainment, which is a full-service talent consulting firm that connects entertainment entities and brands with talent across campaigns, media, events, and more. And Jen's immense knowledge and understanding of talent and the entertainment industry is a culmination of all of her work experience prior to the launch of Cultivated. Just before launching the company, she was the head of talent for Embassy Row, Sony Pictures Television's TV and digital production company. There, she oversaw the the development and booking of talent for all productions from inception to completion. She's also held roles as head of talent for Cable Network's Daily Talk Show, was an entertainment field producer for Fox News and worked on the talent representation side on the booking desks of CAA and ICM. You guys, we spoke so much about how to step into your dreams, building a company, managing people, managing yourself, (laughs) self-love. We pretty much covered it all if you are a human and you want to lead a bigger life and basically become the woman that you know that you want to be. So you guys, let's get started. Jen, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This has been a long time coming. I know. I don't really know what happened. We had we had some stuff scheduled and then, you know, life happens and now it's the divine timing of everything of you being it's perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. We're two very busy ladies and we we made it happen. So here yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so excited because I love talking to female entrepreneurs because even just saying that word to me is so powerful because I think anyone who started a business, there's always this amazing backstory of someone who they had to believe they um, could become in order to even do what they're doing because it does take such courage and tenacity and belief that, you know, is off of nothing. <laughs> really. Yeah, totally. Just complete yep. faith in creating something that did not exist before. So before we jump into that, I would love to know just where where you grew up. Like how were you raised? What were a couple of the key moments that you think really um shaped who you are? 
Yeah. I was born and raised in Southern California. Um, I have a really, really incredible family, all of which are in Southern California, which is insane. Not a single relative anywhere outside. So, you know, we spent a lot of time together and I think, you know, family and values, um, that, that was really instilled within me very, very young. Mm. Um, I lost my mother at 13, mm-hmm. um, which I think also was a, a big part of my independence and the way that I relate to people and have compassion for people. And it just really, I had to grow up very quickly and take mm-hmm. on a lot of responsibility, both while she was alive and then after she passed. Um, and so I think that also was, you know, a big, uh, you know, laying the groundwork for who I am today. 13 is that age where it's, it's, it's like you're you're starting to feel like an adult, but you're absolutely not yet. I can't imagine what that was right. like having to grow up. So was your did you you were you still in the house with your dad? Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I mean, and I and I, you know, thank goodness for my amazing father. Um, but he was also an entrepreneur. So, you know, and he had three children that he suddenly, you know, had to figure out how to take care of. And he worked a lot, you know, as he should. And we never wanted for anything. You know, we really had a a wonderful life in terms of education and food and shelter and those types of things. But, you know, it was, it was really hard. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have anyone to talk about, you know, my first kiss Mm -hmm. or, you know, what dress should I wear to prom or, Mm -hmm. you know, just any boy problems. I mean, any of that girlfriend, you know, friends when you're fighting with your girlfriends, um, So, but, but, you know, I, I think that everything happens for a reason and, and that's a big part of who I am now and sort of, you know, the, the platform and one of the core values that I believe, um, in my business and my personal life Mm -hmm. is this, you know, everybody has a story, everybody has something that they've been through and, you know, these, these situations really make us who we are. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we feel like they isolate us from others, but in fact, they can help bring you together with people. So, mm-hmm. so what is it that you? So, tell me what you're doing now in your business, or what what business that you have? Yeah, and I would so love to my know com- at what point that came about. Like, was there something before that, or was this always the dream? Yeah, there was quite a bit. As a young girl, I was a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knew wow. me as the singer. I, wow. you know, I, yeah, I was in every production. I sang at everyone's, you know, every family get gathering. I performed all over the state and the country, uh, you know, professionally and um, competitively. And so I was going to be like the next Britney Spears, you know, that, that was, that was what was going to happen. And I had a a couple, um, really, really amazing opportunities with a couple record labels, uh, while I was in college and they didn't work out. Um, and looking back, it really was because I didn't have good team of people around me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the entertainment industry, like a lot of industries is very fickle. And I just remember feeling very isolated and alone, like nobody had my back and this was my dream. And, you know, people just dismissed it. Like it was mm-hmm. no big deal. And, um, at that point in time, I think something clicked in my head and I thought, I really want to be a good person in this entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to school for broadcast journalism. So, you know, singer, news anchor. They're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of a microphone. We'll right. just say that. And, you know, upon graduating college, it was one of those things like I needed to move to, you know, teeny tiny town, Oregon, you know, population 10 <laughs> and start my career there. And I just, you know, I wanted to be in the big city. Mm-hmm. So I moved to New York. I started my career in the entertainment industry and I've had a lot of different jobs. Um, 
you know, on the TV side, on the music side, um, but all within the entertainment industry. And I just came to a point about three years ago, I had a very lucrative, uh, amazing career with um, a Sony subsidiary where I was the head of talent. And it was one of those things where I thought I could make way more money and do less, you know, at the time I thought do less, although, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that yeah. later as an entrepreneur, but, and it just, it just made sense. And I just wanted to be my own boss. I was confident in what I could do. I had no idea how I was going to get there or what the first step was, but uh, I did it and here I am. Mm. So now my company um, is called Cultivated Entertainment. And we, I always explain the business uh, like it's a wheel. So at the center of that wheel is talent. So 99% of the time, that's celebrities. It's musicians, athletes, actors, actresses. And then all the little spokes on the wheel are all the services that we provide. So we do a lot of talent booking, like for late night shows and talk shows. We do a lot of talent producing. We do casting. Um, we do alignment with brands or events. So you know, if you go, you buy a ticket to go attend an event and there's speakers there, we do that. Um, we do a lot of different things and we've carved a really unique space in the industry where there's really no one else doing all the things that we're doing. Mm. So what, from somebody who's not necessarily in that, what exactly makes you unique? I know that you said you're doing things that most people aren't doing, but what, what are most people doing and what are you doing that's different? Yeah. Well, I think there's all there's been these set norms in the entertainment industry where there's talent casting agencies and talent booking agencies and this day and age the the concept of talent and celebrity is so much more attainable. You know, people have social media, mm-hmm. there's a lot more platforms and opportunities for, you know, even smaller brands to align with whether it's an influencer or a celebrity and Everything that we do is based on relationships. And that's because of, you know, my career and my, you know, big executives' careers that they've had. It's it's all about relationships. So while, you know, you could reach out to X, Y, or Z agent and say, we want, you know, LeBron James to do this project, that agent doesn't know you from Adam or know that your money is good or your project is good or your brand is good. And so bringing someone like us in, we have those relationships with the agents and managers and the talent. And they know that whatever we're bringing them, it's a good project and that we're going to get everybody the best deal possible, whether that's monetary or PR or there's some other form of incentive. So that's kind of what... what and And... And we do a lot of different things, you know, it's in the branding space, in the marketing space, in the campaign space, in the TV space, in the event space. Whereas, you know, companies of the past have just done one, you know, this, that, or the other. We're really full circle doing all of them. Mm, Does that ever get overwhelming? Like where you're like, oh yeah, there's so much going on. So how do you... So I think in any business, when you are trying to venture into, you know, doing something different. Obviously, there's probably a lot of uncharted territory. Um, what does that look like when you're like, yes, we want to set ourselves apart, but this is completely uncharted territory. Like, t- territory. like do you have those oh shit moments of like, yeah. did I take on too yeah. much or what does this look like? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. And I think when you're when you're a service-based industry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes it's very, very hard to prove yourself in the... You, you, or, 
it's you have to get in the door to prove yourself. People don't understand why they need your service until they see it in action. Mm -hmm. And so that is a big part of us is like, okay, well, let's figure out this really easy deal in the beginning, you know, in terms of money and compensation. And, you know, and it's a ton of work for us. And then we get our foot in the door. And and then, you know, the goal is that it leads to a longer relationship. But, you know, like any business, it's even if you have a product, you know, you have to give product away to influencers or, you know, if you want to like get buzz mm-hmm. about your product. So I think that's the thing for us is, um, and me, especially as our business has been scaling quite massively over the last six months to a year is, trying to weigh that, you know, without knowing what the outcome is going to be, but really kind of sitting with it for a second saying, okay, if we do this, how much time and energy is this going to take? And is the payoff, you know, whether monetary or otherwise going to be worth it? Mm. And that's a constant struggle. You know, it's, it's a, it's a big part of the everyday in my business. And I think with every entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I want to go back to um, just, just the point where you were talking about before this dream launched and when you were kind of at the realization of the other dream you you were talking about you know the other dream of you singing and being like the next Britney Spears where that actually died like that because i think it's happening all the time to people whether it's you know your dream of being the next Britney Spears or whether you're dreaming of being a best-selling author and you're realizing that maybe it's not the way that you want to go or maybe you're realizing that the book is not going to hit that or your program is not going to get out the way that you wanted. There's that moment where it's like, then why the hell am I here and what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. do you let go of one thing knowing and we don't know, right? Like, How do we create a belief that that was for the next a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a big part of it. I mean, I I, I don't think I've fully given up on that. Uh, I think I make a joke with my friends that, you know, when I retire, I'm going to spend Thursday nights in a smoky lounge, you know, singing at a James yes. songs or something like, <laughs> so, you know, so, so that dream is, is not completely gone, but I'm, I'm at the point where had I not gone through that experience, I one, you know, would not understand what it's like to be the talent, Mm. you know, so I was on the other side of the coin, which is a really, really big understanding in my business. You know, a lot of business people, they're just number crunchers and they're, you know, not on the creative end. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really an advantage. and, And I really, really appreciate that part of it. And I also think that being a performer and being a singer created this, you know, confidence and um, eloquence and just ability to go into a room and sell something mm. or, you know, write something really wonderfully and, and passionate. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's not about giving up on a dream. I think mm-hmm. it's about looking at that dream and looking at the lessons that you've learned and the way that it's changed you and transformed you and, and propelled you to where mm. you are today. Mm, it's like transforming the dream and pulling it through. I think of that all the time of how much like so many people who have done past things. I was actually just on another podcast with a singer. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I guess this is my day for singers. Um, Yeah. But really talking about how she's brought all of those things into her business, which I'm sure that you've done the same exact thing. Like you said that you know, pulling that confidence through of like, oh my God, I have to go on a stage and like really make myself shine in order for people to hear this. So how do you help your people 
um, you know, your clients maybe who aren't necessarily shining as brightly as you know they can or for people to see them? Is there anything that you, you know, do like judge up their resume or do you tell them they need to be more of a certain way? Or do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get them to shine more for these people that you're putting them in front of? Yeah. I think for me, um, because my, my clients are so diverse, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just in types of client, I think, I think the biggest thing that I find is having, you know, I, I call them like a come to Jesus moment, but (laughs) you know, like, you know, sitting across the table from someone and just being able to say, look, I know that you want X, Y, or Z to happen. Mm -hmm. But like, here's why, you know, here's why that's not going to happen. But like, here's what can happen. You know, in, in dealing with my clients, everybody wants, you know, Brad Pitt and LeBron James and these giant, giant names, but they may not have an understanding as to why it is exactly that they want that person to be a part of something. Mm. And so for me, it's about diving in and drilling in and understanding, okay, what is it about this person that you want? Is it their massive social media following? Is it, you know, their relation with a certain demographic? Is it a sport that they play? Like whatever it might be. And then helping them understand that like, that is not the end all be all. There's Mm. so much out there. And I think that sometimes those are really tough conversations to have to have them confidently. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's that's probably a way that my performer skills <laughs> have, mm-hmm. have come across. Oh my God. That just runs parallel to so many things like flipping it and asking, why do we actually want this goal? Like, is it because we want a following or is it because it's actually going to make us feel good? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes people actually don't even think about that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it could be, it could be anyone, any business that you're running, anything that you're doing, any goal that you're setting, you know, you have to consciously like, you know, setting a goal is great, but actually wrap your mind around what it is about that goal that is appealing to you. And what are you going to get out of Mm -hmm. that journey? And then finally reaching that goal. Oh, I love that. My husband and I always say, play it to the end, play it to the end. So every decision, we're like, play it all the way through to the end, all the way through to the, you know, people think they want to wake up and have some explosion of, and I'll just use, you know, for instance, like Instagram, they would love to wake up to an explosion of like, oh my God, I got a hundred thousand people overnight or a million people overnight or whatever that vision is that you would love something to go viral or something. And I'm like, do you really want that? Because think of your DMs and all of those nasty messages. And are you a person who's prepared enough, who's prepared and like can actually handle the scrutiny that comes with that? And I think we forget to play, we forget, right? We forget to play things to the end. So what is something right now that you are most excited about? Uh, well, we, we have a ton of things going on right now. We are, um, we're doing, uh, David Spade, who I'm sure a lot of people know he has a new comedy central show that we're a big part of. Um, and, so uh, we're, we're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. He's amazing. It's going to be just an incredible, incredible show. Um, we just did, uh, this past week and we did the, um, Arties, which are the Disney awards, which was oh, cool. an insane live show. We're working with a couple nonprofit organizations, one, um, um, called thankful.org and another called do something.org and just working with them to help align um, people with their campaigns and spread the word about mm-hmm. a lot of the good things that they're doing. And then we always have a lot of very exciting secret projects that, uh, you know, <laughs> I maybe we could share in our next, uh, our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, do you, do you sit and say, these are people that I want to work with and you go and cultivate those relationships? Like how, does a David Spade or a Disney, like how does that come about for you? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of both. You know, a lot of it is word of mouth. And I think like referral business is the best possible business that you could have. I mean, obviously going out there and chasing after a client and landing a client is amazing. And there's, you know, there's a, there's something that really set, that sets a fire, you know, mm-hmm. inside of you in a, in a different way. But, you know, I think that again, my number one, number one, number one thing is relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's across the board in your personal and your professional life. And I think that if you do something and you do it well, you know, if that person tells one or two people, then it's just going to keep bringing in this steady stream of new business and clients and people that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get a new client that you chased after and you think, oh gosh, like, this is not what I thought, or they are not who I thought, you know? And so I really like having referral business because I know that it's going to be something really cool. And I know that there's people, a part of it that, you know, are on brand for lack of a better term with us and who we are and what we're passionate about. So for your referral business, do you specifically, you know, with the clients you're working with, are you like, you know, we love referral business or do you just attempt to go so over the top in service that they want to refer? Or do you do both? Yeah. Yeah. I think both. You know, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's over the top. I think that's just who we are and what we do. I mm-hmm. think beyond working really, really hard and always delivering. And I can sit here and tell you right now I've never, never not delivered on something, you know, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that we're also just fun people. Mm. And I think that's really, really important for my business and really any business is that beyond working with people, you know, maybe you want to go and get a drink or get some lunch or, you know, take a trip together and really have authentic relationships that Mm -hmm. go outside of the business norm. And, you know, we and my team, I mean, that's really a big part of who we are and what we do is create these true authentic relationships with everyone that we work with. So I think, uh, you know, I'm sure there are a few people listening and I know that I used to listen to this uh, about relationships and connections and I would get super overwhelmed because I'm already a busy person and thinking that I have to create all these relationships and go to lunch and go to drinks with people, Mm -hmm. especially being, you know, someone who likes to be healthy. I'm like, I don't want to drink mm-hmm. all the time. I don't want to go to lunch all the time. But yeah. what are what's some advice around that for people who are, you know, I talked to so many moms who are like, how am I ever going to build this business and build these relationships if I don't have this time? Because I do think it can get misconstrued on, well, I do think that's important. It's like, do we have to be constantly, you know, connecting with people in that way? Yeah, I think it's very much ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the number one thing is that you have to put yourself first. You know, it's like the airplane, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself. And so, you know, I have this rule if, if there's like a Saturday or Sunday that I have clear, I will stay in my pajamas, I will watch <laughs> Netflix, I'll catch up on stuff. You know, I mm-hmm. really just, I need that time to just not talk to anyone or, you know, just really have, give my brain and my body a rest. So that's a big priority for me. Um, and I just try to be really um, conscious about burning out because Mm -hmm. yeah, beyond the drinks or the lunches and all that, um, my business is one of those where, yeah, there's this premiere or there's that event. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you have three or four nights of the week that you're going out, Friday comes around and, you know, my bags (laughs) under my eyes, I start looking 10 years older. And, but I think don't, put so much pressure that it has to be this way or the other. I think really take it a day at a time and know that there are going to be weeks or months where 
your schedule is a little bit crazier and you're doing a lot more of those networking mm-hmm. things, but then it's okay to pull it back for a couple of weeks. I think yeah. that that is the balance of life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has to be defined with like every week I do this or I do that. It's, it's ebbs and flows and you have to yeah. be forgiving with yourself and your schedule. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. Cause I was looking, I'm like, how, how do I maintain that? It, it, it is true. It ebbs and flows so much for me. Some some weeks I'm feeling really social. Sometimes I'm like, oh, dang, like, no, I don't want to, as few people as possible looking forward for two weeks. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's, it's sprints mm-hmm. or I would never, I think that's the sustainable part, right? Yes. Like how do you sustain a business like this? So what are some really important pieces for you for mentally, mental health, like to be able to sustain a, a somewhat, because I don't even believe in the word balance, but a somewhat yeah. balanced life? Yeah. Um, every morning I do a a workout, uh, and that sounds so trite, but, um, you know, it's, it's my one hour that I do not look at the phone all day other than when I'm sleeping. And, you know, I just, you know, connect with my body. I mean, it could be a walk, it could be yoga, it could be lifting weight. I mean, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just movement at that one hour and it just wakes up my body and really starts my day off the right way. And then I feel good no matter how crappy of a day Mm -hmm. it is or how crazy things get, you know, you did something good for your, for your body and your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also a big, uh, I wouldn't call it journaling, but I do, um, you know, I do a lot of writing and I think that if you're struggling with something, I'm, I'm really big about making lists, you know, pros, cons, or write out your day, you know, things that you have to do or that you don't to do, don't have to do, and you can prioritize them. I think that keeps me really, really sane and keeps that balance. Mm -hmm. And when you see things on a piece of paper and you cross it out, I don't know what it is, but it's just like the best feeling in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can also look at that list and say, all right, you know what? I can, I can, that can be put off until tomorrow. Like let's, it's important for me to have this dinner. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, even though we just sort of talked about this, but beyond business relationships and networking, I think it's really, really important to have people in your life that do keep you grounded, whether that's your family, or your friends. And you don't have to see them all the time, but I do think it's important to make time to spend it with those people that really, really know you and love you and that you can be whoever you are feeling that day, (laughs) you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I think that's so important. I know you were like, you know, working out sounds trite, but to me, it's, it's very like, it's, essential to being a human. Like we, otherwise we just, all of that energy needs to move, right? Or you turn into a psycho. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially when you're dealing with people every day, like you gotta, you gotta have a place to like transmute all of that energy somewhere. Or it's gonna, it's gonna come out. It will. I've worked with so many people where it's like, if they don't have an outlet, it will show up in their business. They will be irritated with people. They'll talk to people in a way they don't, you know, they wish they wouldn't have. They'll be reactive. Mm -hmm. And in business, you cannot be reactive. So that's something that I would love to chat with you about. Like, how do you, I think running a business is one of the most, like, if you want to talk about personal development, I think it's like freaking personal development every single day running a business because you are, you know, you are managing expectations all of the time. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be really upfront, uh, especially in what you do, because nothing is guaranteed. You're working with a whole lot of, you know, possibilities. Yeah, <laughs> like you're just working with potential. So it's what do you do to manage people's expectations, and how do you deal with things when people are disappointed 
with you or with, you know, maybe the outcome of something that you really did not necessarily have control over? Yeah. Um, I think that the number one thing is always be honest. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, people get caught up in, you know, making excuses or stories or things. And, and if something didn't work out, sharing that truthful, honest information with your client or whomever it's with, I mean, what, what can they say to that? You know, and, and that's really, I, you know, even in, in, you know, in, in doing deals in the entertainment industry, I think this is very much changing, but you know, the old school way of Hollywood was very, you know, there was a lot of lies. There was a lot of this, a lot of that. And, um, you know, I think this, this new wave of, of, you know, and uh, entertainment executives is, you know, hey, listen, I know this is probably not going to happen, but, and then, you know, it, it's, it's an honesty policy. Nobody mm-hmm. has time for lies. Um, and I also think like, take a minute. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get that email or that call. And like you said, you know, you want to, you, it's, it's our, you know, as business owners, you want to just be reactive and like <laughs> figure it out right then and there. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a couple of situations where I wanted to do that too. And just, just take a minute, step away, go for a walk, maybe mm-hmm. sleep on it. Like the world is not going to blow up if you don't write back to that email right this second, or you mm-hmm. don't call that person back right away. And that was a very important lesson to me too, is, um, you know, kind of setting those boundaries too. I think if, if people are hitting you up at midnight and you know, being pissed off that you don't get back to them until, you know, nine o'clock in the morning the next day, you know, you have to, you really have to set those boundaries. And I think that that also then they, then when you tell them that they think, oh, right. Yeah, I guess it is 9am on a, on a business day. And she got back. Um, it just mm-hmm. sets a precedent. And then, you know, if, cause if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile mm-hmm. and then they're going to continue to abuse that. That's just, what happens and how it goes. And so setting up those parameters really early on is very important. Oh, let's talk about boundaries a little bit more because I I know that you set the boundary and then you mentioned you have to talk about it. You have to point it out to them. That's the tough part for people because I think think we think in the beginning of setting boundaries that we can just set them and people will be like, oh, okay, that boundary sucks, but I'll pay attention to it. Tell me about the actual like play boundaries all the way to the end because I don't think they ever stop. They don't ever stop. Um, and, and yeah. And, you know, look, I think that there are instances where, you know, if you've got a, a, a deadline and something blows up that night before, you know, of course there's going to be special circumstances, but I think, you know, whatever you're, whatever you, you know, if you are the business owner, you have your own boundaries and you know what's necessary for you to maintain sanity. And if that's like, I don't bring my phone into the bedroom at night and, you know, I don't look at my phone until after my workout, whatever those boundaries are, that's going to ripple effect into your employees. And you have to make sure that you are staying true to those boundaries that you have for yourself with your employees. So if your rule is like, okay, after midnight, I'm shutting off my phone then you have to know that like you can't hit up your employees after that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a lot of what I dealt with in, in, you know, before I had my own business is that I would have bosses that, you know, would reach out and expect me to answer them at three in the morning. But then, you know, if I sent something to them, it wouldn't, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, listen, this could have waited till the morning. Yeah. So it's a, it's a reciprocation. Um, 
And for clients, you know, I don't walk into a new client and say, here's the rules and here's the boundaries. You know, I think it's important to be flexible and everybody works differently. And I think you do have to give it a little bit of time in working with someone, especially if it's the first time and feel them out. You know, there may be no boundary issues, but once those issues start happening, it's important to nip them in the bud right away because again, they'll just give a little take, they'll take and take and take and take. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever, it, it could be very different with everyone. I have a, a client currently that their business week is from Sunday to Friday. Mm. So, and it was our first time working with them. And for about four weeks in a row, they were calling me every Sunday, you know, with like four or five times a day. And Sunday's actually like the only day that I really try to shut down because I work a lot of Saturdays too. Mm -hmm. And I just had to, I, I picked up the phone and I said, listen, I understand that your business week is Sunday through Friday, but my team and I are not, we are not working on Sundays. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a day off for us. And it's really important for us and this relationship moving forward that you understand and appreciate that. And once I did, they're like, oh, of course, it was, you know, we're so sorry. You were just so responsive. And so we thought it was okay. And I'm mm. like, see, I, see, I gave them an inch and they yeah. took a mile, mm-hmm. you know? So you do like, awesome. Them. She works Sundays too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how many conference calls can we do this Sunday? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've so been there and so done that. And it is that moment of, um, you know, looking at it and being like, oh, I did that. I can take responsibility for that. And I can also have the conversation and say, yes, I take responsibility for answering on Sunday or whatever we were doing. And now moving forward, I want to stand firm in what I was doing. And I think that's where some people can be like, you know, they can feel bad about going against something that they had done, but it's having that conversation. So I know that you said that, you know, sometimes you pick up the phone and you have that conversation. I have so many people ask me about the boundary conversation. Like, how do you begin to have those tough conversations? What's the best way to have them, especially with relationships that we do want to keep moving forward with or with employees? Like, do you have a great way that you like to start them off? Or do you start an email? Do you go for a walk? What do you like to do? I would recommend any and every opportunity that you have, especially when it's something that is a little uncomfortable or you're Mm. nervous to talk about, always do it in person. Mm. Because two people face to face, you can have a real conversation and, you know, things can be depicted differently in emails or texts. Um, so, so that's the number one is have, have somebody sitting across from you and just reason with them. You're a human, Mm. they're a human, you have a life, they have a life. And just lay it out for them and that this is what you're hoping to get out of this meeting and this is what you hope that the boundaries are. And, you know, depending how they respond, then that's how you'll have to take it to the next step. But more than likely, if you're across the room from someone and you just come from a place of compassion and honesty and you're not making excuses, you're you're setting parameters, it's going to be the response is going to be positive. And people mm-hmm. have that people understand we're all humans with lives. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not able to be in person, then definitely on the phone. But I strongly, strongly discourage setting boundaries or having those tricky conversations mm-hmm. via any type of email or text mm-hmm. because you just never know. Oh my God. It's amazing what can get taken the wrong way when you do it that way. Totally. Like, yes. oh my gosh, that was such a mean tone. And then they're like, what do you mean? I just said, thanks. You, you know? <laughs> I know. You're like, you said it with a period. Like, yeah, I'm an emoji right? person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. There was no smiley face at the end <laughs> exactly. of that statement. You must have been in a bad mood. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what is something for you? And, and I'm just guessing, but I'm guessing because you're human, um, that even though this is probably your dream and your dream job and your dream business, like there are probably still moments that you want to quit everything and move to an island with no human beings, potentially. <laughs> like what those moments where you, you know, you want to cry and you want to give up and you feel weak and you feel like you're not going to be able to go on anymore. What what does that look like, number one? What can bring that on? And what do you do to move yourself out of it? Yeah. Um, I think the only times... Um, I, I don't think I've ever felt like I totally want to throw the talent, but I definitely... There's times where being an entrepreneur can feel very isolating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, No matter how many amazing people you have working for you, there's a lot of things that you are handling and running that's just you. And for me, those moments happen when it's so, so crazy busy and the e you know, the inbox is piling up and my to-do list is piling up. And I just like sometimes get to the point where I'm like looking at the computer screen, like, what does that say? You know, you're just fried. <laughs> yes. You're fried. Uh -huh. Um, and and those are the times when I am like, okay, Jen, take a day and I'll and I will, you know, okay, guys, after two o'clock today, I'm, you know, I'll go get a massage or I will go and spend an afternoon with a relative or just I do something for me that kind of pulls me out of that. And and I'm being pulled out of it. You remember, oh, I have the money to pay for this massage because I work so hard or or I have the opportunity to step away at two o'clock on mm -hmm. a Thursday because I am my own boss. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just remove yourself for whatever short amount of time, something clicks and it, it just, it shifts from, I want to get out of this to like, okay, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm really grateful. I'm really present. I've worked really hard to be here and I deserve to take this little break or do whatever mm -hmm. it is I'm doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally to a T exactly what I do. And I had that moment with my brother here because right before that, I was like, oh my God, like just having one of those days where I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like I, you know, multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But then spending time, like you said, with family or stepping away, I had so many moments of I would never be able to do this anywhere else. Like this is amazing yeah. to be able to create this for yourself. So... Yeah. What's something that you feel maybe in your personal life that you are struggling with right now? Oh, a relationship. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I'm single. It's so funny. I just spent the weekend at my little sister's engagement party and, you know, I'm so happy for her, but, you know, and I constantly make excuses, you know, I'm busy and, and, and that's, that's the truth. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of my evenings, I do have work commitments and have to be out. So for me, the last thing I want to do if I have a free night is go sit across the table with some guy I've never met that, right. you know, usually within five minutes, I can tell like, okay, you know, bye, <laughs> look at the time. Um, but I think also, you know, as a, as a entrepreneur and a working woman and a very independent mm. woman, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's, it's hard to find someone that can keep up, but also someone who I don't want to say is threatened. That might not be the right word, but somebody who, who wants to continue to push me to continue to rise, you know, beside them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, so that's, that's the thing that, you know, every new year's I keep saying, all right, Jen, we're going to make that a priority. And then my business keeps scaling, which is amazing. You know, there's all mm -hmm. these amazing things and I don't feel, you know, I, I know it's going to happen and I know it, I trust in, you know, the higher power that it's going to happen at the right time and mm -hmm. it's going to be the perfect person, but that's definitely a, a, a struggle. Mm, I hear that from so many women. So what's something that you do to kind of 
just pull yourself back into trust and into the because it's really easy, right, to get into the place of from what I hear from so many friends, like feeling like it's not going to happen, or you know, am I going to be too busy, or am I just going to get busier, or how much time is going to pass instead of being there and getting back into the place of trust and like really taking care of yourself. Yeah, I think that I just always, always, always trust my intuition and my mm-hmm. gut. And no matter what decision I make, Mm -hmm. and I just, I know in my heart and in my gut that there really is someone out there. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I, I believe that, you know, our intuition and our gut are just so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I really try to just tune back into that and know that, that it's going to happen. And I do. I, I believe it. And I really, you know, I, I'm, I have a lot of those friends too that are like, Oh, you know, the ticking clock and do you want to have kids and you better freeze your eggs and you know, all those mm-hmm. things. And, and I don't feel that immense pressure. I mean, maybe I should, I don't know, but, um, I just, I know in my, in my gut and my heart and that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Girl, I'm married and I hear that stuff about babies all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many people <laughs> have told me to freeze my eggs. And I'm like, well, you just, Will you stop talking? Um, and yeah. it's fine if you yeah. do. It's just we're always there's yeah. always going to be another story outside of the one that you yes. want. So yep. you have to just keep choosing the story that you want and believing choosing that your even story. If, yeah, even if that's not the story, then you can create another one from whatever circumstance you're in at that point. Like yeah. always choosing our story. So what feels really fun for you right now? Really fun for me. Um, well. Uh, my team has been growing really, really uh, quickly and immensely. And there's, I just, there's this really fun, vibrant energy that's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's like, I'm, I'm excited every morning when I wake up and, and like seeing the team, you know, and, and my employees hang out and connect and build their own relationships. Like, that's really fun for me. Um, mm. It just, I feel like a mama bear and like all the, you know, all the cubs are getting along. <laughs> like, yeah. not, um, so, so that's, that's really fun. I'm a huge, huge traveler uh, and always have a few trips to, to look forward to. And there's, there's nothing more fun to me than traveling and mm. seeing the world and being humbled by all the people and places that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes we get stuck in our bubble. So, yeah. so that's, those are the things that are really fun at the moment. What's been one of your favorite places that you've visited and why? Oh, Tokyo mm-hmm. is incredible. Every person I meet, if, especially if you love sushi, which I do because it will blow, <laughs> it will blow your mind. How um, come? Why? What is different about it than here? It's like... It just melts in your mouth. Mm. I, I don't know. It's um, you know, it's so it's so fresh and so uh, I, it's just it's just incredible. Mm. Um, but beyond that, the, the culture. I'm just a huge culture person, and their culture in Japan, it, they're just the kindest, sweetest, very clean um, culture. And you know, you could they could not speak a lick of English, and you could be standing next to them trying to ask for directions, mm. and they will sit there with you for two hours trying to help you figure it out. And it's just so they're just, it's just this warm welcoming. And I mean, Tokyo is just an incredible metropolis, you know, that it's just, it's, it's definitely a must see for people. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Australia. I go there quite a bit and that's probably one of my favorites because I have a lot of friends there in Melbourne. Mm. 
Um, and I've done some business in Australia, but it's um, very similar to growing up in Southern California. They're all kind of easygoing, family, loving, laid back. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It feels like home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been everywhere. I think travel is like, you know, the best way to spend your money. Mm-hmm. Perspective. Like, what does it do for you when you... I, I love travel too. And I think for so many people, it's, you know, once in a while we go into this, especially as entrepreneurs, we think that we can be spending our time in a better way back on our business. But I think some of yeah. the most powerful things we can do is go and travel. So tell me why you think yeah. that it's so powerful to go and get those experiences. Well, I think that... um sometimes we can get caught working in a bubble. You know, Mm -hmm. you wake up, you do your work, you have your employees, you do your things, you have your to-do list, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the same routine. You're in a bubble. You have your same people that you see, your same restaurants you go to. And uh, I think that sometimes, you know, you can just get stuck creatively, energetically, spiritually, personally. Um, And I think going out and seeing the world, it opens your eyes both both, you know, literally and figuratively. And um, I think that there's a patience and a compassion in dealing with other people of other cultures, Mm -hmm. you know, when perhaps we don't fully understand their culture. And I think there's this really cool thing about learning how other places of the world do their business, Mm. eat their food, you know, have the... And then, I mean, beyond that, just the sites. I mean, it is a beautiful, beautiful planet out there. And I think, you know, sometimes we take it a little bit for granted. Mm. And, you know, just seeing some of the the wondrous and beauty that the, the world has out there, I think is also just humbling. And it brings you back to appreciate where you are and mm-hmm. what you do. Mm, I love that. You just took me on a little vacation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what is a question that you wish more people asked you that they normally don't? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, I would say, um, you know, I, I, I spoke about it earlier, um, like with my mom dying, but it was like mm. quite tragic. And I think that, um, people sometimes just make assumptions mm-hmm. about when somebody is going through something hard and, or they want to avoid it. You know, mm-hmm. if you know, if someone says, Oh, I was diagnosed with cancer or oh, my parents got a divorce. Um, you know, I think that sometimes that makes people strange and not, you know, we, like we don't want to, we don't want to ask more. And, and I wish, um, and I try to put this out there as much as possible, but I just wish people, you know, would ask me more about my experience. And, you know, that in turn opens up new relationships and really, really authentic relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think we should all be a little bit more curious about each other's real, real stories. Mm. I think there's so much fear around because I know that I've definitely felt fear around like, you know, maybe if we open that door, it'll be too painful for them or maybe too painful Mm -hmm. for us or we won't know what to say. So sometimes for people asking you like, what, what would feel good for people to do? Just hold space or just ask and be able to sit there and just hear you? Or what does that look like? Because I know a lot of people, they don't know how to react. Yeah. I think, I think hold space. I I think for me, it's, um, I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm different or unapproachable Mm -hmm. because of some circumstances that I've had. And, um, so for me, it's, it's less about what I want and more just about, you know, it's okay to ask, you know, ask me anything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, and I think that, you know, it's just sort of this, it's like the elephant in the room and like, let's just talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have, and then it creates this connection. And so I understand that, you know, if someone's going through something hard, we want to be polite and want to do, you know, the quote, right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that there's a way to feel it out. I think sometimes actually more often than not people going through something or that that have gone through something really hard in their life, they don't have enough people to talk yes. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Is that where you're... Um, I know that you have so much about compassion on your website, about you know, kind of your um, mission statement, basically. Can you tell me about where that came from and what that really means in your day-to-day like life? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's like, think about when you're driving down the street and, you know, somebody honks at you, like Mm -hmm. the second that the light turns green, you know, and a lot of people, they want to turn around and, you know, flip them off and, oh, you know, screw you, buddy. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, you know, and especially in LA. Yeah. And so instead of thinking like, oh man, that guy's just a jerk, then think about it like, all right, well, what's happening in that person's life? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they just, maybe they're trying to get to the hospital because someone's at the hospital. Maybe they, you know, they, somebody just left them. I mean, you you know, that you, you never know what a circumstance is. And so that's just like, you know, using it that as an example for everyday life, you know, if somebody gives you an attitude or somebody has a bad day or somebody is late or somebody didn't quite do a project up to your standards. Um, you know, it's not about giving people excuses, but I think it's about having compassion that we're all human beings and we mm-hmm. all have lives and that there are circumstances that affect us in ways that are out of our control and just approaching all of your relationships from that place. Mm-hmm. It really creates this beautiful understanding. Oh man, I love it. And honestly, like. Compassion is the only way that I can get through life. Otherwise, you just can you can hate people. Like you can get really bitter really quickly, especially when every block there's 10 challenges, <laughs> like sometimes yep. in Los Angeles. So um it's it's always something that I'm that's exactly what I'm doing, whether I'm in line somewhere, whether you're seeing something and you're like, you have to go to compassion or you put yourself in a prison. Like you can put yourself mm-hmm. in a prison where the world gets scary. And Mm -hmm. when the world gets scary, your bubble gets smaller and you feel like you can do less and less and less. So how do you keep yourself in that? I know that you just talked about compassion, but um, and it might go back to compassion, but in that expanded place where you do grow your business, where you do feel like you can move on quickly from things where, you know, maybe you people are disappointed with you, or maybe your business isn't going the way that you want. How do you continue to get into expansion so that you can continue to grow and show up for people. Yeah, I think that it's, you know, it's I allow yourself to have a moment to feel whatever you're feeling. Mm. You know, I think I think it's important never to mitigate feelings that and emotions that come up. You know, it could be anger or sadness or frustration and, you know, don't go out and and you know, run into people with your car, but mm-hmm. you know, be allow yourself to feel whatever those are mm. and, you know, if it's a day that you're waking up and you're just not feeling that great, like again, spend a little time alone and be angry and punch a pillow or do whatever mm-hmm. the heck it is that you need to do um, so that you can so that you can move on and get back to who you are. You know, I think emotions rise and come up for a reason. And, you know, we're all our own worst critic. And I try, you know, I put my best effort into everything. And I think the number one person that you need to be honest with is yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you didn't put everything into a project or a client, and then they're disappointed with the results, or you're disappointed with the results, 
you know why, Mm because you didn't really give your all. And so if you give your all, then there's really nothing that you can be disappointed in. And if a client or a customer or whomever is disappointed in you, there's nothing to feel bad about because you know you did everything that you could. And when those things happen, I just tell myself, well, you know what? We did everything possible. Like it's it's on them. You know, mm-hmm. their their expectations are unrealistic or they just don't get it, or it's a relationship that we don't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's huge. So once you say that, how do you continue to make peace with that until it goes away? Because I I know that this happens all the time in our business too, where it's like Okay, they're just not getting it. Okay, they're actually breaking a contract. Okay, you know, when when you go through all the things, but it can still hurt. So what do you, you know, how do you help your team get through that? How do you continue to like put that to rest? Yeah. Um, communication is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when those things are happening, it's important to share with your team. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a client that's disappointed, I think communicating with the team and 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 talking about why they're disappointed mm-hmm. and and reiterating the strengths and the and the positive things that your team did. And then you all just sort of decide, okay, you know, I'll be like, all right, you guys, so we're leaving this client and we're moving on. And this is why clearly you guys have felt it too. And you just can't think about it again. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't um, fill yourself with guilt or let anything follow you around. If you make that conscious decision to cut a cord, mm-hmm. you have to cut it and you have to let it be. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we're all just going to be bogged down with all this baggage God, yes. that we're carrying around every day. I think about that a lot because, you know, I and I know this happens in just about everyone's business, but it's it's easy when somebody is you've met every expectation that you feel good about and they just had, you know, something else in mind or maybe they just have something maybe they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever right? <laughs> it is, going back to compassion, but also um, you know, that that point where you can go into fear and be like, well, oh my God, now they have this opinion and they think this and now they're going to tell people. Like you literally have to just cut that off and be like, Mm -hmm. if they do, that's fine. You have to just let people decide for themselves. But I have a lot of people ask me, especially new business owners say, but how do you, like, aren't you so afraid they're going to go and pull your name through the dirt and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what do you, you just keep having that conversation with your people. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and you know what, if they're going to drag your name through the dirt, let them. But if you're honest and you are true to yourself and true to your service or whatever it is that you're providing to your customer, then screw them. You know, I mean, there's going to be people trying to burst your bubble in every aspect of your life. And you just have to keep filling your own bubble with oxygen and keep on flying higher. Because people are always going to try to bring you down and you cannot spend your time being worried or afraid that that's going to happen because you're Mm -hmm. just going to make yourself a crazy person. Amen. I feel like I just (laughs) need to... Like we all need to replay that last minute that you were saying over and over and over and over again. (laughs) It's easy to get stuck there because we can think if we're a good person, why are these people in our lives? Well, they're there for, for you to grow. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Really rooted in who you are. So is there anything, man, I know that we talked about a lot of things, but I also know we didn't talk about a lot of things. So is there anything that's um, left on your heart that you want to share with people that you just kind of want them to know that maybe we didn't talk about? I just think... um you know one one thing that i've been been really conscious of lately is this concept of dreams becoming reality mm-hmm. 
And I think that, you know, it's, it's, we, we, we hear it all the time, you know, dreams do come true, but I think it's, if you really, really, truly believe in yourself, mm-hmm. you can do anything, you know, and, and I started this business. I didn't know which end was up. I didn't know what foot <laughs> to put in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And you take it a day at a time. Nobody knows what the heck they're doing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and you really, really have to dream and you have to continue to believe in yourself and empower yourself and the sky's the limit. Amen. Also going to replay that one. Uh, <laughs> so I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for your time and for coming on I'm so on grateful here. for you. Thank you for, for having me. All of your amazing wisdom. Um, and where can we find you, follow you, find out more about your services? Yeah. Um, so follow us on Instagram at Cultivated Entertainment. Um, I also have a podcast called Cultivated Conversations, which awesome. I'm forcing Lori to do, guys. Can't wait. You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be amazing. Um, and yeah, our website is cultivated ent um short for entertainment.com. And yeah, send us a you can send us an email, hello at cultivated ent. We're really good about getting back to people and yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I always end on one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> like, what the hell is this going to be? All right. <laughs> so you have, you have 30 seconds in passing with a stranger, whether it's on the sidewalk or you're in an elevator, but whatever it is, it's only 30 seconds. And they look at you and ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? I say, walk around and smile at every person mm-hmm. that you see and walk, see how they smile back at you. Oh, let that fill you up. So good. You guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.